Hey, this is Caleb Clay, Associate Pastor of Anchor Faith Church here in Valdosta, Georgia. We want to thank you so much for tuning in to this week's message. We believe that it will minister to you and be a blessing to your life. Now get ready to receive a word from God. Mark chapter 4, I'll just title this message, Listening for Change. Listening for Change. And we're talking about change in us. And listen, if we're not changing, uh, you're just, you're never going to do anything. You got to change. I heard somebody say recently, somebody said they were praying for, for things to get easier. Now think about that. That sounds like a good prayer. Lord, I just pray things would get easier. You know, if you were going to the gym, if you work out, you don't want things to get easier. You'd be going down. Well, I'm bench pressing 100 pounds, so I'm going to start bench pressing 80. Then I'm going to start bench pressing 60. You're going to have muscle undevelopment. Does that make sense? Well, I'm going to stop running three miles. I'm just going to run a mile. Then I'm going to run a half a mile. Then I'm going to just quit running. That's called underdevelopment. You're not developing. So you don't pray for things to get easier. You pray for you to get better. I'm, I'm preaching to myself. Because I pray that easy prayer too. Somebody don't shout me down. Oh my, okay? Thank you for that one amen. Hallelujah. And then there was another one. It says don't pray. What was it? There was another one. It was don't pray for things to get. Um, I, I wrote that down somewhere. Don't pray for easier. Pray that you'll get better. Don't ask for problems to disappear. Wow. Man, you got a lot of problems on your job, don't you? Every day, new problems. Don't ask. Somebody said, man, where's he going with this? Don't ask for problems to disappear. I'm not this smart. I didn't come up with this, but I heard it and I wrote it down. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Don't ask for problems to disappear disappear ask for solutions to the problems because you'll never grow folks i don't know about you like once again i'm 57 years old and i thought i knew a few things and i'm realizing i've hit i've hit barriers and just backed off man we got to go through the barriers uh you know we hear, you hear people say i think td jakes if you want to have a, a testimony you're gonna have to face some tests you're gonna get persecuted you're going to go through things, and it's just, it's just like, I, Pastor Mark really has, a lot of the stuff I'm getting just some stuff he talked about working out. You, if, you, if, if you don't tear your muscles, they're not going to grow. I don't, tear you. I don't want to tear my muscle. That's what happens when you work out. You break muscle down. It scabs up on the inside, and it develops, and it gets bigger. We need to develop our spiritual muscles. Somebody's, and and not, that, not, that means, you know, I'm not a big reader. I don't read books. This is the first book I think I ever read. And it was a little book. Thank God. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's my testimony. But I, I got some of these Tony Cook's books. I'm reading that book on grace. And you've you got to go slow through that. It's a good book. And I'm learning that if I don't develop myself mentally, spiritually, and physically, nobody else is. Nobody else is going to see to it that I do that. I, was, I picked up Daryl this morning. He brought him a journal. He said, I'm, I'm, I'm setting goals for this year. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at financially, physically, mentally. Set goals. You know, somebody said, we'll never pay this house off. If you don't set goals to pay your house off, guess what you want? Somebody said, I couldn't pay my house off. How do you know? You never sit down and try to figure out if you could or not. You know, you'll never try to find another stream of income if you're not doing anything with the stream you got. Somebody says an average millionaire has seven streams of income. Oh, what? Well, I just work at 
Shoney's. Oh, Shoney's, they don't even exist anymore. And I'm waiting on tables. I'm limited to what I can make. Listen, there's, there's some things inside of you people will pay money for. Now, you've got to develop them. And you say, well, what would they pay, pay you for? I don't, there's probably a lot of things. I don't know why I'm saying this. My son, he, he plays, he, uh, Tommy, he started playing drums because they didn't have anybody else to play drums at children's ministry. And then he played, and right about the time we were transitioning into, uh, uh, we, we took in a, a pastor, and I was starting to transition into the ministry that we're doing now, Future Now, and, and I was just gone all the time. And he started playing with the youth, and then one day we had a drummer. My drummer broke his leg. It's over. He can't play. The cast is on, and they said, well, Christian can play. I said, no, he, he can't play. He ain't ready. And one of the girls that sang with us, she goes, no, I'm telling you, he's ready. I said, I don't, we're going to find somebody. I'm going to find a drummer. And, and lo and behold, I looked up there, and that joker's just, he's playing the drums. I was like, he can play. And then he, um, one day he came on. He says, I want to buy a set of drums. They're like, I don't know, what were they, $3,500 drums. It was ridiculous. Handmade, custom deals. And, uh, and I said, well, son, we're going in all these schools. Why don't you send a letter to the drum company and tell them what we do? And he says, Dad, uh, uh, I said, in fact, better off, pay the guy a plane ticket to fly down here to see one of our events. He says, I looked online. It's going to cost me $350. I said, that's a $3,500 drum set. That's 10%. <laughs> he, he called the guys in Minnesota. What's the name of that drum company? What? Risen Drums, Minnesota. The guy says, dude, I would love to come to Florida in January. He's in Minnesota, folks. He said, I will. I'll, he says, uh, let me let you know when the event is and we'll work it out. Anyway, my son calls. Uh, he calls back in a couple weeks. He says, listen, dude, I can't come. I just, there's no way possible. Don't, don't, don't buy the plane ticket. But listen, because of what you did, I'm going to go ahead and give you the drums. At a, at, it was a, what, a 70% discount? And then, you, you know, you put your little stickers on there, and we, we'll put you on our website. So uh, he saved a lot, 70% of $3,500, a lot of money. Because he was willing to do something he had never done, think outside the box. You know, that, that making, saving money is making money. Somebody say amen. And then, uh, and then I'm thinking, he's never going to make a living playing drums. You, you, I, I turn on the radio every day. There's a lot of people making a lot of money making music. This guy makes music, and, 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 I, and I enjoy it. But um, he ended up getting a, a job at a church, and then he, then he helps us full-time. He's, I think he's got like four jobs now. Now he's, he's helping put lights and sound in churches. And I'm like, he, he's, he bought a house at 25. I couldn't buy a cardboard box when I was 25, you know. So I'm just here to tell you, and, and, and part of his testimony, we show a little video. We talk about vision and purpose in the schools. And he says, listen, when I started playing drums when I was 11 years old and people said you can't make money playing drums he goes well i'm doing it and it's a vision if you don't believe in yourself nobody else will believe in you and uh and it, and it's, it makes an impact because there's kids there that think you know i you know I, you know i remember we were in a community we were in peachtree city a couple of years ago that was before we really focused on one given area and there was a uh they told me they had the suicide rate in that area i don't know if you know anything about peachtree city it's very uh high dollar everybody's got a golf cart and a rolex and and uh, they said they had a high suicide rate. Suicide rate? In one of the wealthiest areas, I think Delta Airlines is their base is there, and Chick-fil-A's base is there. And she said, no, it's these young people that they, they, they're gifted in music, but their parents are doctors and lawyers, so you can't make a career in music and quit, so they get depressed and commit suicide. I thought, that's horrible. If, if that's your gift, I, th I always said, the Bible says in Proverbs 18, 16, your gift will make room for you and bring you before great people. 
And, and, and you know, y'all have heard me tell my story. I, have a, I was in, invited to, uh, or I had a teacher tell me that I was a good communicator and that I wrote well. I didn't very, write very good grammatically, and I cursed her out because I was an idiot. I was a, a ninth grade idiot. I got voted the class clowns, the only thing I accomplished in high school. They didn't give me any scholarships for that. But one day I found Miss Shirley Albritton, my ninth grade English teacher, and I said, you saw something in me. You tried to help me, and I rejected you. There was no application. The education system was there to help you determine your skill sets and help you develop, and I resisted that. But I said, the people that went to high school with me cannot believe they allowed me into public school. Now, I did go back to college after I got saved and got a degree and all that, but that's good preaching there too. Hallelujah. So my, thing, my thoughts use no matter what God's called you to do, there's a dream inside your heart. Never let go of that. Well, I'm too old. Forget that, man. Ronald Reagan was 70 years old when he became. I'm 13 years from that, and I'm, I'm, I could be president in 13 years. Now, think about that for a little while. So he said, I don't know if we want you to be president. I mean, I could do a bad job. Anyway, we won't, no comment. Mark chapter 4, verse 11 says, Also he said to them, Jesus is speaking, is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret that it should not come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. I think it's interesting. Nothing, nothing will be kept secret. Nothing that uh, has been done or will be done by God uh, Shall not it shall be revealed. God's a revealer, in other words. Everybody say God's a revealer. God is a He's not a concealer, He's a revealer. The devil's a concealer. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you. He will bring revelation. He will teach you, show you things to come. But it says here, it says in verse uh, 24, it says. Or, or look at the, the, I think it's verse 23. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Well, you can have ears and not hear. That's what he said. If you have ears, it didn't say if you have ears here. It says if you have ears to hear. So you can have ears and not hear. Now, we're not talking about, we're talking about spiritual ears. That, this is tied to the heart. Everybody say the heart. The Bible says that the eyes of my understanding would be in light. It's not talking about your physical eyes. It's talking about your spiritual eyes. Your spiritual eyes, your spiritual ears are all tied to your heart. Folks, that's what I'm saying. If there's not a change in your heart, there'll never be a change in your hearing. People tried to tell me about Jesus for years. I, didn't, I wasn't hearing it. Man, I grew up in a Christian home. I had a couple brothers that were, were spirit-filled. And finally, they, my, my brother left this little booklet at my house in Tallahassee, Florida in 1981. And I had almost hit rock bottom. It's, it's sad that you have to hit rock bottom before you start listening. You hit the pavement, bam! Boy, that hurt. I think I can hear a little better now. Well, I read this book. Thank God it was a mini book. And I heard what it had to say. And it changed my life. Now, all hearing's not the same. There's different levels of hearing. I guarantee you, in this room, I don't know spiritually how all this works, but there's about a... If there's 100 people, 200 people in here, there's probably 200 different hearings going on. He's hearing something different than you're hearing. You're hearing something different. I'm hearing something. I've, I've, I've gone home and I said, man, that was good preaching. I got a lot out of it. 
I didn't even know if I, that just stuff came to me. Pastor Marge told me the same thing. But here's what I did. I went and bought a thousand copies of this book. And was giving them out to everybody. Because I knew it will have the same effect on you that it had on me. It didn't. People didn't hear it. My, my, my dope smoking buddy. I mean the very next day I gave it to him. He took it home and read it. Brought it back the next day. And he said, that's garbage man. That's a fairy tale. You need to forget that. Whoever gave you that book, they're going to be passing out Kool-Aid next time you see them. I don't need to explain what that meant. But anyway. He was referring to Jim Jones. This was in 1981, in case. Anyway, go home and tell your kids about that. Okay. So, you understand what, what I heard? I thought he was going to hear what I heard, but he didn't hear what I heard. There's nothing that shall remain hidden or kept secret. God is not hiding anything. He's the revealer, not the confuser. Satan is the confuser of the brethren. Somebody say amen. I like what Pastor Mark said. God's not hiding anything from you. He's hiding it for you. But you got to be, you got to value that. You got to draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. I heard someone translate says, if you get real with God, he'll get real with you. And he says he looks on the heart. So there's got to be a change in your heart. He's not, let me see, Kyle's ears look like they're listening pretty good today. No, he's looking at your heart. Your heart is attached to your ears. And listen, when my mama was saying, you didn't hear me, my heart wasn't in what she was saying. Because she was telling me to go feed the dog or go milk the cow or do something, and I wasn't wanting to hear that. I want to hear, let's go to Disney World or something. I don't know. Your heart. When you fall in love with Johnny and girls and Johnny calls, your heart's listening. Or guys, when Sissy calls or texts you, oh, Jesus, i got to stick a break. Sissy's on the line. That's because your heart's attached to it. It's a, uh, we're getting real now. Somebody say amen. But Jesus needs to be the, your first love. Somebody say amen. We're not all perfect. we got issues, but we need to be changing on the inside. Now, I want you to look at Luke chapter 8. Here's another verse. Well, let me, let me finish, uh, let me finish Luke, uh, Mark chapter 4. I want to finish this verse. He said, Then he said to them, Take heed to how you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. That's verse 24. And to you who hear, more will be given. You, we talked about different levels. If you listen and you receive, then there's going to be more to come. But I'm going to tell you, if you don't listen, it's going to be, you're going backwards. It's no different than working out. Well, I'm not, I want it to get easier. I'm going to quit working out as much. We're going to get weaker. What muscle you have are going to be taken away from you. And what he said right here is he says, well, if you'll listen, if you have ears to hear, uh, it will be measured to you. For whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Now, he ain't talking about money. Because we just got through talking about what you hear. You can't hear money. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, this will help you a little bit. He says, what you hear. Did he say what? Take heed to what you hear. Folks, that's like take heed to what you eat. Now, we're going to see another side of that. Look over at uh, Luke chapter, I think it's Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8, verse 17. Luke 8, 17. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. That's the same thing that Jesus said in Mark chapter 4. Now look at verse 18. Therefore take heed how you hear. 
Well, hearing's all the same. No, there's different, there's different types of hearing. For whoever has to him more will be given. And did you see what he says, therefore? Everybody say, therefore. We're fixing to find out what therefore is therefore. He's tying that back to what he just got through saying. He's talking about what will be revealed. This will be revealed. That will be revealed. This won't be hidden. And then he says, therefore, since all this information is going to not be hidden or be given, take heed to how you hear. So he's tying hearing back to what will be revealed and what won't be revealed. He didn't say you'd get lucky and walk up on it. He says, take heed to how you hear. For whoever has to him more will be given, and whoever does not have even what he seems to have will be taken from him. Take heed to how you hear. What you hear and how you hear matters. All hearing is not the same. Are we, are we flowing on that? Are you getting that? You can grow in your hearing and it's not predetermined by God. It's determined by you. God put the word out there. It's your, it's your, it's your. And listen, you got to value that. I don't like missing church. I don't like, I don't, I don't miss church. I don't not like missing church because I'm going to get some kind of buttons. Chris won the high attendance award at Anchor Faith this year. And somebody says, why do you sit on the front? You got, because I, my daddy said I was ADD. And he said it, it represented all them demons. All them demons, okay? I know that dim ain't a word, but I'm, it, it works. And my father's name was A.D. A.D. Musgrove. He would drive A.D.D. away. Bam! You know what I mean? But I just learned, if there's somebody over here picking their nose, and I'm behind them, I'm going to watch them pick their nose. I won't sit right. I don't want any distractions. Can I, we're just getting real. I sit on the front of every church I ever go to because I don't want any distractions because I want to hear what's being said. And if you try to talk to me during church, I might elbow you. I'm sorry. I just don't, don't. And if I hear people talking, I, I tell my wife, I said, I got, somebody needs to shut them down. I, I'm, it's a distraction. I don't like distractions, okay? I don't need any distractions. I'm easily distracted. Squirrel. Okay. You can grow in your hearing, and it's not predetermined by God, and it's not God's responsibility. It's up to you to grow in your hearing. The revelation you receive is up to you. There are different levels of hearing, and it's not connected. to It is connected to your heart. It's not, it's not your ear. Your ear is connected. Change in the heart will affect your hearing. Change in your heart. You need to write that down. Change in your heart will affect how you hear. So we talked about what we heard, and then in, and in Luke 18, we talk about how we hear. In the parable of the sower, Mark 4, the seed is the word, and the soil is the heart. Remember when he says he, he, uh, the, the sower went out and sowed the word. That was the seed, the word of God. I always tell people, whenever you're talking, when you're talking to somebody, you better be giving them scripture. It ain't, it ain't got, you got to know 5,000 scriptures, but it works because if you hide God's word in your heart, the Bible says you won't sin against him. The Word of God is a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. I always tell people, it's a lamp unto my feet. I can see where I'm at, but it's also a light unto my path. It shows me where I'm going. It's a light. If I turn all the lights off in this room and you can't see, you're going to hurt yourself before you get to that door. But you'll turn on a light, you'll be fine. That's what the Word of God is. So he says that the Word of God is a seed. It's a light. And it, it, um, it, it's planted into the dirt, which is the soil. He talked about the different types of soil. Your heart is the soil. We've got to tend our heart to make our soil better so we can hear better. And, and you're doing that today when you worship God. 
You know, I, I've, been in, I've been sitting in worship, Caleb. I've been up here, and I'm thinking about what we're going to eat for lunch. I got my hands raised. I'm singing the words, but my mind is far from here. And you just got to shake yourself. Because I'm going to tell you, you can press in. I, I, listen, I'm, I'm realizing this. I, 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 and I pray in the Spirit, pray in tongues. And I can, you can be praying in tongues and say, well, man, man, that's got to be spiritual. But your mind could be thinking about a football game that you watched yesterday. And the Lord showed me, you got you to gotta kind of get focused here. So I just, I like to go to my office, nobody's there. I just shut the door, get in there, and I just, and I, I really get focused on, I'm focused on Jesus, what he's done, and that whole thankful thing. You, you got to stay thankful. You ain't got time to feel sorry for yourself if you'll stay thankful. Somebody say amen. So he says, um, value, do something with what you hear. If you value what you're hearing, you'll do something with it. Somebody say amen. Um. I, I heard a story. Keith Moore, who is a, a, a I don't know if you don't know who Keith Moore is. He, uh, he was a uh, got saved and got a holy. And in fact, he shared a story. He, uh, he heard a word on a, a somebody, a Kenneth Copeland. Somebody gave him a, a cassette tape. Him and his wife. It was on, um, oh gee, what was it? Um, Redeemed from the curse of the law. And he got a hold of that. And he said it, it was like changed our lives. Me, me and my wife. And he said, he said he took it to his friends and said, hey, I want you to listen to this. He goes, what is it, music? He goes, no, oh, no, it's not music, it's preaching. Preaching? I, you mean you want me to listen to preaching? Like in the middle of the week? I mean, I, was, I thought that was funny. And he said, uh, we don't hardly listen to preaching on Sunday. You want me to listen to that on, on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday? He said, yeah, just listen to it. He said he called him about a month later. Oh, no, we didn't. We ain't had a chance to listen to it. There ain't no value. But he thought they'll get what I got and they'll just be just like we were. And he said, uh, finally, the guy, yeah, that, that, uh, that didn't, uh, you can have that stuff. He didn't value it. But, but Keith Moore told off on himself. He said, I was working for Kenneth Hagin Ministries and I was working in the, uh, the tape department. And I was watching a video of Brother Hagin. I was editing it or whatever they were doing. And he said, all of a sudden, he said something. I went, oh my God. That is the most awesome revelation I've ever heard. That is unbelievable. I have never heard that before. And he said, all of a sudden, he looked down and the camera panned to the front row. He's sitting on the front row as he's speaking. He's taking notes. He's nodding his head. He's saying amen. But he said, I never heard that. It's not your ears, folks. It's your heart. And he, he said, I, I inquire of the Lord. Why? Did I not get that 10 years ago? He said, you, you, you weren't there. You weren't, you weren't ready. But you've grown. You have grown. And then he began to say, Lord, you've blessed my life. You've blessed our ministry. You've done great things. I don't deserve this. He said, no, 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 no. He goes, I'm going to tell you why you were blessed. He says, because you valued what I told you. And you did something with what I told you. Folks, I'm going to tell you, God will give you a word. You better share that word. Now, don't cast your pearls before swine like I did. I went and spent probably a lot, a lot of money in 1980 to go buy a thousand of these books. I don't know how much they were. Probably, it was probably a couple hundred dollars, and I got rejected a lot. Now, we took, we took a bunch of these into jail, and I, I was talking to some of those guys. He said, man, every night I, we, we take turns reading this to our bunkmates. So I told Brian, I said, Brian, we, we, we throwed a bunch of seed in there, and it's going to produce a harvest. Amen. God's word will produce a harvest. 
eventually. Eventually they'll hear something. And, you know, we're not judging anybody. And I don't, why did I hear it and they didn't hear it? You know, we have people praying for people. That's why it's important to pray for people. Pray over that. Water the Word. Amen? So, so he did something with it. And um, I remember um, I, that, I shared the story about this book. I thought this book would have the same effect that it had on me, and it did. So I learned a good lesson there. And, and one of the signs that you're having value and, is that you're thankful. That's why I sh- shared all that that I shared during worship. One of the signs that you value something is that you are thankful. We've got to keep an attitude of thankfulness. Somebody say amen. James 1.19 says to be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. You've got to do something with it. Do something with the word God gave you. God gave me a word several years ago, and it's just been building and building, and the Lord told me, I want you to write this down. Young people need this word. It's called the purpose of Jesus, why Jesus came. I had people tell me they were witnessing to their friends, and they said, you need Jesus. And they'd say, why? Like one girl was in college witnessing to her Muslim friend, and he, and she, he, he said, why do I need Jesus? Because you just do. And he, she, he said, well, why? Well, you just need him. You, got, you know, If you don't know the purpose of something, abuse is inevitable. Miles Monroe said that. So I'm, I'm actually working on this book that's going to be something to give. Uh, we just were in Miami we, we were in Miami, when was that, in August? And we, for four days, I taught on the purpose of Jesus. It took that long for me to go from, and we started in Genesis, what I was talking about, the second Adam, and went all the way to when Jesus said, here's the keys to the kingdom. It is finished. And he went and sat down. He did his job. The Bible says in 1 John 3, 8, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. That, that, most people don't have a clue. They, uh, I had one guy saying Jesus didn't really have to come because God's in complete control of everything. He just did that because it looked good on paper, kind of a facade. Folks, if Jesus died for no reason, he's, he, God's going he, to have to apologize to Jesus throughout eternity for what he did to him. Folks, he, did, he died for a reason. There was a purpose for Jesus. And there's a purpose for each and every one of you. And you've got to find out what that is. And it's really not that hard. Just do what he says and, and go with it. I don't care where you're at. If, you're, if you get thrown in jail tonight, you, be a, you, you serve your purpose in the jail. Amen? Hallelujah. So, um, I, I, I was, what was that? James? Did I finish James? First John, oh, 1 John 3, 8. I was looking at James. James 1.19. Oh, this is it. James 1.19. I was talking about be a doer of the word. That's James 1.22. Be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. Do what the word. James 1.19 says, let everyone, this is a scripture for me. I memorized this. I think one of my kids had to learn this in, in school, and I memorized it. It was a Christian school. Understand, my beloved brethren, let every man be quick to hear. I'm not a good hearer. I'm a, I'm a good talker. Talkers aren't good listeners. I'm just, I'm just being real with you. Come on. Let every man be quick to hear a ready listener. A ready listener. I like this is the Amplified. Slow to speak. I think they've got it up here. Slow to take offense and to get angry. Folks, if we would just be slow to speak, that would take care of about 95% of our problems. we put our foot in our mouth and wonder why we're choking. Amen? Let every man be slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to wrath. You wouldn't have the wrath if you took care of the first two. Somebody say Amen. 
In Proverbs 9, 19, or I'm sorry, Proverbs 9, 9 and 10 says, Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be wiser still. You got that, Proverbs? You may not have that. I think I threw that in the last minute. Proverbs 9, 9 and 10. Now, remember what I said. Whatever you do will be given more, will be given back to you. If you'll listen. He says here in Proverbs 9, Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. Everybody say increase. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. What is the fear of the Lord? It's valuing the Lord. Not I'm afraid of God. No. You valued your father because you knew if you didn't do what he said, he was going to take care of business. You valued your father. You weren't afraid of him. Well, you need to value God. You need to value the word of the Lord. Somebody say amen. Now, growing in the hearing takes humility. We talked about that earlier, humility. I, and I, I, don't, I don't, you know, everybody wants to say they're, they're humble, but we all, got, we all could take a lesson in humility. Somebody say amen. And I, and I think that ties back to thankfulness. If you're being thankful, don't ask. I, I, t- I talked about this earlier. Don't ask what your job can or No, I, I don't know if I said this. We're, we're talking about, and, and this is real life. Can we get real? Because I hear people say this all the time. Don't ask what your job can do for you. Ask what you can become on your job. Don't ask what your job can do. Man, I, I don't get enough money at my job. They don't treat me right at my job. Forget all the forget about the job ain't about you. Cause you, I, I was talking to somebody. They said I don't I don't care where you work you're gonna have issues. I don't care where you work you're gonna have because there's people there. You're gonna have people problems no matter where you go because people are people. Amen. Somebody said the other day they said oh, that guy's got issues. I said you got issues. I got issues. We all got issues. That's why we're growing through the issues. You've shown me a place where ain't nobody got no issues. That's called heaven. Amen? And we're not there yet. Hallelujah. But we're going to bring heaven down here. Amen? Because we're changing. Somebody say amen. Woo! Glory to God. Um, don't ask for things to get easier. Ask for, th- ask for you to become better. Uh, how about church? Don't ask for what your church can do for you. How can your church make you better? You know, not, you know, not, not make, you know, I mean, what can you do to, to be better because of your church? There's a purpose, amen? We heard this pastor, uh, we were back out in Texas a couple months ago, Pastor David Blunt. He, uh, he, he, was, uh, he was mentored by John Osteen, Joel Osteen's father. And he said that he, said that, um, he heard, a, this was a one-time CEO of Disney. His name was Lee Cockrell. And he looked for three things when hiring someone. I'm get, we're we're going, getting ready to start a new year, so this, this has got to apply to everybody. He said three things that he looked at when he hired somebody at Disney. A desire to get better every day. Focus on your daily process. That was number one. Number two is looking for people that had faced something, an obstacle or faced adversity and didn't quit, and they have a story. Because everybody's wanting to just quit. And number three, humility. A humble attitude. A lifelong learner, not an I already know it all. A humble attitude. Those are the three things that he, he said. If I, they had those three, they were probably going to get hired. This was the CEO of Disney. You will never know. I don't know who said this, but I wrote it down. You will never know the will of God for your life without humility. That's big. 
And I'm going to tell you, if, if, without humility, you'll never hear. You'll never, that, that's taking heed how you hear. It's atta- attached to the heart. Humility is of the heart. And I'm, I, once again, I, my daughter's probably sitting there and said, Dad, this sounds like a message you need to be doing yourself. Hallelujah. <laughs> and it is. And it will be. And I'm walking in it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 in the Living Bible. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. We're on the downhill slope. Yeah, we need to roll. My wife just texted me and said, are you done yet? Anyway, you got Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. In the Living Bible, if you want favor... If, if you will find favor with both God and people, and you will earn a good reputation. Keep moving. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not depend on your own understanding. Completely, don't ever trust yourself. In everything you do, put God first, and He will direct you and crown you with Efforts and success. Now, now the, the efforts and success are not come because you're pursuing them. It's because you're pursuing trusting in the Lord with all your heart. You're coming with a humble attitude. Amen? And then, um, give God the first part of your day. Seek first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6, 33. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, this is something. I, I heard this back in, when was that, Casey? I think it was the first part of November that David Blunt. And listen, I read my Bible, and I pray. But, but you know, you, we had a late night, and I got to be somewhere early in the morning. I just didn't have the time to go. I really needed more sleep than I needed to talk to God. Listen, I don't care if you got five minutes, three and a half minutes. You better, and I don't know about you, but when you're fresh, first thing in the morning is usually the time you're the clearest in your thinking. You try to pray at night, you're, you about to get whiplash, breaking your neck. You're trying to read. I told somebody, go read Psalms. It's like Psalmonex. It'd be going like that. First thing in the morning, so, uh, and, and, and where are you in God's Word? If I walked up to you right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm not, promise you, I'm not judging anybody. I don't know anything about your personal time with God. But if I walked up to any one of you in the room and says, where are, what is God saying to you right now? <coughs> Hold on, I've got to go to the bathroom. No, you know. Um, He's not saying that. Where are you in God's Word? And, and, I, and that, that doesn't mean, like, I'm, I'm in the book of John. I'm just, that's where I'm at. I haven't always been in a place. But I'm just, right now, I'm in the book of John. I'm going right, going real slowly through it, reading. I just read about the woman with at the woman at the well, the man at the pool, Bethesda. And I'm, I'm just going, I'm taking, I'm, I've got a study by I'm reading all this. So, you know, you need to be somewhere in the Word. The Bible says, if you stay at a given place in my word, I'll, I'll speak to you. You are my disciples. Now, I'm not judging anybody. And you, you may say, yeah, but I read my Bible on Saturday mornings. That's my time with God. You, you, you need to make it a daily thing. We just talked about that daily. I'm telling you, what you do daily, will, that's what you'll become. I'm not, I'm not judging anybody. I'm just, I feel like I'm just getting, I've always read my Bible. But I've just gotten to a place where I'm, I'm, I'm coming to God first. I don't care if you lay in the floor for 13 seconds and say, Lord, I'm giving you this day. In Jesus' name, I love you. And get up and go brush your teeth and go. Start somewhere. I'm, don't go try to run a marathon if you ain't never walked around a house fast. You know what I mean? You ran to, you ran to supper last, last time you ran. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm preaching to myself, all right? Just take time every day. It's got to be a day. Now, we're talking about a new year. I don't like to say New Year's resolution. I'm a lifetime resolution. Amen? 
Every day. Give God the first part of your day. The mark of maturity is consistency. You can't leave. I can't. I'm going to say me. I'm going to quit saying you. I'm not judging. I'm not pointing fingers. I can't lead others if I can't lead me. Now, you can say that to yourself if you want to, and I know that's true. I, I, I can tell you, I've, there's some issues that I'm having to deal with. There's some issues Chris Musgrove is having to deal with because I have not done that like I should have. And I'm suffered because of it. Not, nothing bad. But my daughter, she can tell you some stories. We've dealt with some issues that I, I didn't lead myself, so I, I didn't lead other people right. And, it's, and it's, it's, it's hurt our ministry, and it's hurt me, but it's, but it's good. We, you, um, you know, you, you, get, you heard a few times you get smart. It's called, wake up, fool. Let's go. You know, you can, and you can blame it on the people. You can blame it on the economy. You can, my God, you can, we can go all day. I heard this story. This guy said uh, he was a salesman. The guys both worked 40 hours a week. And they were both salesmen, same job. And one guy made 1000 and one guy made 2000 Same job, same hours. What is the difference? The question is, you want to know. That's a, uh, that's a million-dollar question. What is, if you're making 1000 he's making two. I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to him. What are you doing different? Well, one of the guys said, well, it was raining one day. And he said, he, he said man, I ain't going out and sell. Ain't nobody, there's, uh, nobody's going to be at their business today. Everybody's going to be home. And the other salesman woke up and said, man, it's raining. All the salesmen are going to stay home today, and everybody will be at the home. I'll just go to their homes. That's the difference. You can sit back and blame the weather and blame, blame the government. Another one's goal setting. What are your goals? What's your goals for 2019? Somebody, somebody asked a guy one day. He said, what are your goals? He said, where are your goals? This guy hired this guy. And he said, uh, he said, where did you leave him in the car? He goes, I don't have any goals. He goes, he goes I can tell you what your bank account is. To, to, uh, I can probably round it up to $100. What's in your bank account? And he said, and he did. When people can figure out how much money is in your bank account because you don't have goals, goals are attached to money. I'm not saying gold. I said goals. What are your goals? I don't care if you ain't got nothing. Somebody says, well, I'm debt free. I said, man, there's a guy down there underneath the bridge in Valdosta, Georgia. He's debt free. He's completely debt free. He don't owe anybody anything. But he's living underneath the bridge. Debt free don't mean nothing. We, I, listen, I don't want to just be debt free. I want to be debt. I want to be loaded up because I want to be able to give and help and serve. Amen. Make cookies for the jail and help people that need money to turn on their lights. Amen. Y'all ain't shouting. All right, I'm gonna preach for another hour. Maybe you'll start shouting. Hallelujah! That'll get you. I'm almost done. Give God the first part of your day. First Thessalonians five thirteen says, "Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances are." This is the Amplified Bible. Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. Be thankful and give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus, the revealer and the mediator of God's will for you. Right now, he's the revealer. We talked about that earlier. And he's the mediator of God's will for you. We talked about God's will. Right now is to give him thanks. God's will for you right now is to give him thanks. That's the perfect will. In everything, give thanks. The perfect will of God will beget the perfect will of God. So if the perfect will of God is for you to give thanks, and if you'll be giving thanks, it'll beget the perfect, beget the perfect will of God in you. 
Somebody say amen. If you don't know what to do, just give thanks. I, I, I like Paul and Silas in the jail. Eh? Well, we'll just praise God until something happens, and it did. Somebody say amen. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, the message says, and this, 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 this may be you. I'm going to read this. It says, are you tired? This is the message Bible. Are you worn out? Are you burned down on religion? Come to me and get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn, to, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy on you or ill-fitting. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live life freely and lightly. We'll never fulfill our destiny without being grateful and humble, a seeker of God, a humble seeker of God. You know, it takes humility to lay on your face. We used to call it sucking rug, you know what I mean? And, and, and you've got to build a lifestyle of that. And I'm, once again, I'm talking to me. You'll never fulfill your destiny without humility. Humility is the key to longevity. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to close here. I am. I'm closing my Bible. i got three things. Homework. This is homework. You didn't come here on the last Sunday of the year to get homework, but I'm giving you some. Get closer to God. Be like Christ. Lay before God so you can stand before man. Get closer to God. Number two, work on your character. Fruit of the Spirit. If you get close to God, that will kind of fall into place naturally. And then work on your call to be the best version of yourself that you can be. And that, that you know, I'm a, this is not a motivational, professional message, but you do need to, there's some things, you, if, you're, if you're doing, you need to, your mind needs to be renewed. You need to strengthen your mind. You need to read some stuff. If you're not a people person, I'm just not a people person, you need to learn how to be a people person. You're not, that's not your gift, but you understand, people say, well, that's not my gift, so I'm just going to be grouchy all the time. I heard a guy say today, you don't know how to look people in the eye. You know, learn how to shake hands with people. Work on your character. Work on the fruit of the Spirit. You know, you cut, people cut you off in traffic and you want to give them the finger and you just left church? No, you know, work on that. We all, we all need to work on that. Now, listen, I get angry in traffic. I don't give people the finger, though. Okay, come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. The favor of God comes with humility, and the favor of God causes... This, this is the last thing. I, I, I mean, I've preached about three messages in one. I need to preach more often, maybe. I don't know. But the favor of God causes change in your life. But the favor of God won't come on to until you get to that place where it, it, it's allowed to come on you. Being humble. Being, uh, getting to that place where I'm seeking first the kingdom of God on a daily basis. And this, this is a good message to hear as we're going into the new year. Because we got we to... Gotta, I'm going to be honest with you. There's a, there's a lot of empty seats in here. They need to be filled. There's people that need to hear the Word of God that's coming out of this place. But if we're not out living it, they're not going to see it. They're not going to come. You're the best billboard. We could rip the sign down. We start having church at 2 a.m. If you really lived it, they'd come at 1 o'clock in the morning. You, you understand? Because there's life and healing and blessing in this place. 
Thank you guys so much for checking out this week's message. If there is any message that you have missed or you just want to hear again, they are all available for free on iTunes. Just search Anchor Faith Church Valdosta and be sure to subscribe. That way you'll be notified once the new messages are available. Also, if you'd like to learn more about our church and what we have available for you and your family, or if you'd like to donate financially to the ministry, be sure to visit our website at anchorfaithvaldosta.com. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.